Before we begin, a disclaimer. This podcast is for information only. I am not a mental health or medical professional, nor are my guests unless otherwise stated. My guests and I do not speak for or represent any recovery programs or workshops. I do not sell ads on this podcast, and I do not make any money from it. And finally, I want to warn you that some episodes may contain content about emotional, physical, and sexual abuse, which some listeners may find triggering or dysregulating. Hello, and welcome to the Loving Parent Podcast. If you're new here, this is where we explore the ideas of becoming our own loving parents and reparenting our trauma to build resilience. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Brita, and I'm your host. Hi there, everyone. Welcome back. In this episode, I'm going to interview someone I know. I can't say I know this person intimately, but I have been in recovery programs with this person and really value his input. So today we're going to hear from Mark. Mark, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Good. Well, let's jump right in. I have a set of kind of demographic questions for you, and let's just run down those. Um, Were your parents married when you were born? Yes. Yes, they and were they happy? Were you a wanted child? Uh, yeah, yeah. I was the uh, second of three children that they had. Um, yeah, for they they got married young, but um, yeah, I was I was wanted and um, seemed like the typical home early right. on. Right. Okay. Was anyone in the family addicted or mentally ill? Uh, no, not that I know of. I mean, my, my dad ended up being a, an alcoholic, but I don't know at that point, you know, when we were real young, if it was full blown, but, right. uh, you know, my dad was an alcoholic. Okay. You don't remember your mom talking about anything that, you know, any incident with him that was problematic? Uh, not, not any one incident. It, it, it was... Uh, my dad really enjoyed playing softball and and drinking beer and shooting pool. <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> he liked hanging out with the boys more than he liked being married. And, right. and so it was yeah, you know, as as they were married, I don't know about eleven or twelve years. I think I was ten ten when they divorced. But mm. yeah, it was. Um, you know, the longer they were married and the longer, you know, he wanted to hang out with the boys, right. it, it became problematic. And so, yeah. but I don't okay. really have any real vivid memories of any fighting or anything like that. It was, okay. You know, at one point, you know, we, we grew up in Minnesota until I was five, and then we moved out to California. Mm-hmm. And um, my dad had moved back to Minnesota, and I didn't remember that. I, I remember being in um, a you know a young man's program, 
uh, the Indian guides, I think it was Oh, called. yes. Uh-huh, from the Y. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I remember one of our neighbors took me to the event, but I didn't re- realize that it was because my dad had moved back to Minnesota. Oh. Uh, and, and, you know, until later on, I was like, oh, wow, okay, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> okay, so you really I, didn't have a lot of contact with him after he left then? Well, he came back. He, he came back to California. So, no, it, and it was um, after... After their divorce, I, I moved back and forth between my mom and dad. I don't know, like mm-hmm. six months or something. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, you know, my mom got remarried real quick after the divorce. And mm-hmm. the, um, that, that guy was, I think they were married three years and he just kind of came in and was demanding respect and all this and it was just a tumultuous time so I oh wow get tired of that and go live with my dad for a while and yeah then get tired of being a a, a bachelor basically <laughs> and, and, and him out at the bars all the time um and then i go back to mom's and then get tired of that yeah so i was like yeah all through um uh, you know, my later on my elementary and then in in high school. Yeah. So, what was your family role? Were you the hero, the scapegoat, the lost child, or the clown? I was the hero. I was the hero child. Um, mm-hmm. I was I was pretty good in in school, and I was real good in baseball. And so, the the more. So the more I excelled in baseball, you know, that's where the accolades came and the attaboy. Oh, yeah. And then my dad had such an affinity for for softball that that was really our, you know, uh, what bonded us together. Uh, and, of course, the better I got, the more he liked to sit around the bar and brag about me. <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily be with you, but brag about you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I remember sneaking into the kitchen and hiding so I could hear mother talking on the phone about me because she never told me she was proud of me, but she would brag about me. So that's how I got my compliments or my little bits of self-esteem was by eavesdropping on her phone calls. Yeah. 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 It's amazing how we remember certain things Uh that grow basically growing up in a bar. I remember being a young kid, my dad would be at the bar, and sometimes he'd he'd have me sit in the corner, and I was just always, you know, he'd bring me a soda every once in a while, but I was just always so fearful that the police were going to come in and arrest me for being in the bar. Right. Well, I that was stopped. my next question. Did any of this moving back and forth or being in the bars cause fear for you, and and if so, how? Uh, yeah, it, it was fearful in that, and in in. Not having that stability and then just, you know, fear of a young kid being in a bar and going to get arrested and all. And um, when I was 13, I guess it was, uh, I just started uh, high school. I was one week into high school and I was living with my dad and he decided he was going to move back to to Minnesota. And he said, you want to go? I was like, sure. So we just took off, and you know, my mom didn't even know until we were in Minnesota. Oh wow! <laughs> that, that I moved to Minnesota with my dad and spent one winter there. And I remember 
one day riding my skateboard. I didn't have a whole lot of friends out there. Um, yeah. And, and or anything. So I was riding my skateboard and I fell. And, and I really, you know, it hurt my wrist really bad. I thought it was broken. And I was just in the, we had a, stayed in a little one bedroom, yeah. one down thing. And I remember just crying and crying and wishing my dad would come home. And of course, he didn't come home till uh, midnight or whatever, <laughs> you know, drunk. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so that, I, that's a vivid memory of just being alone and knowing mm-hmm. that I didn't have anybody to rely on. Yeah. I mean, I had somebody to rely on. There was always a roof over my head and some sort of food, but not that emotional support. Right. I mean, our dad would tell us that. He'd say, yeah, I don't know what you kids want. You have a roof over your head, shoes on your feet, and food on the table. And I mean, he even told me that as an adult. Um, he, I, I wanted him to go to a ballet that his niece was going to be in and she was little and it was going to be really cute, but it was the Houston ballet. So it was a big deal. And he went through that whole rigmarole. And then he said, and I went to every one of your piano recitals and school things and, and I'm done. And I remember looking at him and saying, and it was an honor, sir. If, and I'm sorry if you didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't remember if he went that night or not, and I really don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure his niece doesn't care either. Mm, yeah, for yeah. sure. So are you familiar with the word parentified? Um, I've heard it. I, I believe it means when when a child tries to parent the parent. Right. Or is told by the parents to parent the other children in the family. Oh, okay. So, do you remember any of that going on for you? Um, no, no, I don't really re- remember that. Uh, I just remember, you know, figuring out early on, need to kind of take care of myself. Um, yeah. Did you identify that as neglect? And not, not at the time. I right. Just that was just life. <laughs> right. I know that's what most kids think. Oh, everybody lives like this. Yeah, well, I knew not everybody lived like that because, you know, my my friends in high school, all of them had, uh, you know, two-parent families mm-hmm. and all that. You know, I, I, ate, I ate a lot of my meals at friends' house, you know, dinner, because there wasn't a whole lot of dinner. I mean, yeah. Most, most of our stuff was just sandwiches or canned soup or stuff like that. Right. Uh, when I lived with my dad. Uh, when I lived with my mom, it was different, but yeah, you know, a lot more time living with my dad. So yeah, I would spend a lot of time with my friends and see a different dynamic. Yeah, um, in their world rather than in mine. Right. Okay, so I I love the term cookie people, and I don't remember which author came up with that, but these are people that are in our lives sometimes for only a short period of time, but can provide validation and maybe a sense of security for a little bit, maybe a safe space. So, what do you remember about cookie people? Um, well, I mean, my friend's parents, I guess, mm-hmm. and, and several, several homes that... Um, you know, just take me in, let me come over to eat. You know, I wouldn't even have to be 
invited necessarily <laughs> to yeah, show, just up. show up. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah, the, the, you know, as I think about, I hadn't thought about that for a while, but yeah, that, and then, and, and then my, my aunt and uncle, mm. um, which were, which was odd because when my, when my mom got remarried, um, he had a brother, a younger brother who's 20 years older than me and and his wife and they we just when I, we met we just had a different bond it was it was a great bond that they mm-hmm. really loved me and i loved them there were, you know there was no blood involved but it was just love yeah and, and they really became like um you know second parents to me mm-hmm. i actually lived with them one year when i was uh, I think it was the end of my senior year or no, my, my freshman year of college, mm. uh, I moved in with them. Um, and then they were always my rock and, yeah. and my friends too, um, through that time also. So that yeah. were the biggest cookie people yeah. um, forever. Yeah. That couple just sounds wonderful. They had an uncle. Yeah, it was it was a special bond, and especially with my aunt. Um, well, both of them, but my aunt. You know, we spent a lot of time together and played cribbage, and uh, you know, she was just, she was just really special. Yeah. She got yeah. when um, you know I went I went off to play baseball. I played ba- uh, professional minor league ball for a couple mm-hmm. of years, and then when um, I got released, they actually paid for me to go to North Carolina to try out for a couple of other teams and that didn't work out. So I went to Minnesota to spend a little bit of time with my dad and I knew that my aunt was not feeling well. So I'd call up and check in and all. And I Mm -hmm. I remember calling one day from Minnesota and I was like, well, you know, you had your doctor's appointment yesterday. How'd it go? She's like, Oh, you know, okay. This, you know, him and Han and all. And I don't know what it was or why, but I just blurted out. I was like, you have a brain tumor, don't you? Wow. She, she's like, yes. How did you know? And I like, I don't know how I know, but I'm coming home. Yeah. So, so I you know, came back home the, the next day or so. And I came back and, and um, went to work for, for my uncle and was there to help help with my aunt through her Uh her recovery and she got better for a while but then she ended up passing away it was actually on a christmas christmas day that she passed away but but yeah she was we had a special special bond and then you know my uncle was always um you know like a father figure to me in in many ways too but it was confusing with him too because in one one aspect he was a very success, successful businessman. He was in construction and had his own company. Gave me my start in construction, but he liked doing um, drugs also oh. as a you know nineteen year old. Well, actually, I started smoking pot with him when I was like fifteen or sixteen. Um, but all all the other cousins that were my age, he he wouldn't he wouldn't do that with them, but he would with me. So huh. yeah, kind of felt <laughs> unique <laughs> and special. And, well, yeah. 
So it was it was confusing growing up, you know, to see somebody that was successful and all. But yeah, okay, drugs were okay, and um, you know, the marijuana definitely. I remember the first time I did that numbed numbed all those feelings. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then so my uncle and I we always had that, a real good relationship, and um, he ended up passing away from prostate cancer, mm. but. He for came out to where I was living for like the last month, so I was able to really spend some time with him and give back and just yeah. love on him and all. So, um, yeah, they, those were those were huge cookie people. <laughs> yes, they sure were. It sounds like they were super supportive. Yep. Yeah. So, what are your memories of childhood trauma? <clears throat> hmm. Um, did you find the divorce traumatic? Yeah, the, the, the divorce was the beginning because prior to that, I don't remember any, like I said, I don't remember any fights or anything else. It was kind of yeah. like, you know, had our, we bought a, they bought a house. So we had a, you know, three bedroom suburban mm-hmm. home, start home and all that. And I don't remember that, but then, yeah, I remember, <clears throat> I don't remember the day they told us, but I remember the next day at school just breaking down crying. And I remember mm-hmm. a teacher comforting me. I don't remember who the teacher, but I just remember somebody comforting me in that. And that was, yeah, that was the, the beginning of, uh, of the trauma. Uh, you yeah. know, and then my mom started dating you know, real quickly afterwards. So this yeah. other guy, boom, right there. Um, and then the that started the back and forth ping, right. ping pong life that I had. Right. Were you hit as a child? No, no. No spankings, uh, no slaps? <sighs> no, none that I can remember. You know, I don't know, maybe when I was a toddler or something, but mm-hmm. no, I, don't, I don't remember any um, yeah. any physical stuff ever going on. Yeah. And were there any put-downs or um, sarcastic comments made to you? Um, no, I don't. I don't remember that. The one thing I remember is that after, after the divorce, you know, my sister, she was, she was 14 months older than me. Mm-hmm. I don't think she ever came over to dad's. Um, so it was just me and my little brother, you know, when I were living with my mom, he'd pick us up and, and, and stuff. And, and I remember, I remember being in the middle of, well, you tell your dad this, Oh, you tell your mom this, you know, they wouldn't talk to each other. Right. And I just, I just remember the anxiety mm-hmm. and the, pressure around my chest of oh I don't want to do this you know? right well so, it was yeah. totally inappropriate we know yeah. now <laughs> yeah and it just you know oh man I, I just remember that you know oh mom says you're money or you know like will you tell her this oh, I don't want to <laughs> <laughs> uh, sometimes I felt like that and my parents were both in the home they didn't divorce till I was long grown up yeah 
but they still went through times. I mean, my dad did not talk sometimes for weeks at a time. And I would ask my mom, well, what did we do wrong? And she said, we'll never know. When he's forgiven us, he'll start talking again, and we must never bring this up. Oh, wow. I know. So, you know, I go to church, and they're telling me God's like a loving father, and I'm like, really? What does that look like? (laughs) Yeah, this feels pretty familiar because he's not talking to me either. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember going going to church, um, and and I took that same hero mentality with Mm -hmm. me that, oh, if I'm if I'm in this, you know, if I'm at the Sunday school or if I'm doing my you know, look, God, I'm doing my quiet time. Look, God, I'm I'm reading this. Mm. Aren't I a good boy? Um, you know, will you bless me now? And, and yeah. I realized it at the time, not until after I got through some recovery and some thing going, oh, wow, yeah, I could see that, those patterns. It's, it's amazing once you get some clarity and some uh-huh. healing and you can go, wow, those patterns make so much sense now. Yeah. <laughs> So, was there any religious abuse in your family or at your church? Were there things that frightened you or, um, I don't no, know. you know, when, when my parents were married, we never went to church. Mm. Uh, we didn't, I don't, the only church I remember is after, after um, the divorce. And I don't know if it was during when, when she, during her second marriage or when she, that was ending, but I would remember we went to this church for a while um, and I remember them not going, but the bus or somebody picking us up to go. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, okay. So, so that, that was my earliest memories and, but no, no, no abuse or, or uh, any of that that I can remember there. Yeah. All right. As much as you'd like to disclose, Tell me about your first romantic relationships. Ah, uh, my my first. Um, well, I remember it wasn't romantic, but you know, I was fifteen when I lost my virginity. Mm-hmm. It was and it was with my dad's girlfriend's sister. Oh. And, and like I said, I was 15 and she was probably 21, 22 or something like that. Yeah. You know? And so it was looking back, it was like, wow, you know, my dad knew, his girlfriend knew it was like, you know, planned or whatever, you know. Oh, like, Lord. oh okay. Um, little odd. So, yeah, I mean, growing up, my dad, it, it was a little bit different because got the feeling, I got the, the the teaching, not not directly, but indirectly, that you know, women were just there for our pleasure. Mm. Um, you know, the 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 real fun or whatever companionship is with the boys, but the the women are just there for our pleasure. So, yeah, you know, I didn't. Um, I didn't date a whole lot in in high school. I had a few, um, you know, not real girlfriends, but uh, encounters. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. That's a good word. (laughs) 
Yeah, there was there was one girl in high school that uh, you know was the it girl that I was in love with, but she mm-hmm. we never we never seemed to really work it out. We were good friends at that time, and we didn't work it out till much later. But we may talk about that yeah. <laughs> later. Down yeah, this, we can do that. Yeah, so if we go down that road, so so how about uh, in college? Same, same in college. I didn't have a steady, steady girl. Just kind of, uh, you know, I guess the term now is hook up, yeah, <laughs> party or, or whatever. You know, there was, I guess there was a couple of girls I remember that, you know, we didn't really date, but we would meet up every once in a while just for just for sex, right? You know, so yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't really have a a girlfriend but i had i had some girls yeah okay well we've covered sex let's go to drugs any <laughs> drugs in your life at that time um if so how seriously yeah when i i hadn't done drugs until the the summer after i came back from minnesota and, yeah. and i was around them because my stepdad smoked pot and you know, so I saw it. Mm-hmm. You know, was familiar with it, but I never tried it. And then that summer, there was a uh, one of my friends lived up the street. We were over up at his house and <clears throat> in the backyard, and he pulled out a pipe and started smoking. I'm like, oh, all right, let me try it. Yeah, I remember the first time I tried it. It was like, oh wow. You know, that numbing mm-hmm. effect. I didn't feel the anxiety. I didn't feel that. And But, you know, I was I was hooked. Um, so I, all through high school, yeah, I, I drank and, and I smoked pot. Um, I think I was stoned just about every single day. Yeah. Uh, high school. Um, Did it get in your way? I mean, were you still able to keep your grades up and perform athletically? Uh, yeah, well, the the grades, you know, I did I did well enough to, you know, I never really worked very hard at it, and I didn't right. really have anybody at home checking on the grades, as long as I was eligible to play baseball. Right. Um, yeah, you know, my freshman year, I didn't go out for the baseball team because I was just kind of confused and um, that. But then, yeah, my sophomore year. Uh, made the junior varsity team, and then varsity is a junior all league, all CIF, and uh, and got drafted um, by the Royals after high school, but mm-hmm. I didn't go there. So yeah, I, I did real well in in baseball. Um, I remember I remember we were my house when I lived with my dad. The, wherever we lived, whatever apartment we were in at the time was the, the place that my buddies would hang out because we could drink there. My dad was totally against any kind of drugs, but I remember him catching us um, before practice one day. He came home early and the house reeked of marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my! Your dad's home. Oh, open up all the windows. That'll help. <laughs> That's right. Turn the fans on, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember, I remember him just, you know, being upset because I think we had a game that day, and so you know we were stoned before the game. And I was like, mm-hmm. 
down before every game. <laughs> right. know, nothing new. Um, so yeah, drugs were um, pretty prevalent. And then, like I said, with my uncle, um, you know, he'd give me money. He'd go, oh, go get, go, go get us some junk. Go get some stuff. And that meant, you yeah. Know, go, either go get crystal meth or cocaine. Yeah. Um, and and so yeah, I did a lot of a lot of drugs growing yeah. up. Did you get addicted? No. You know, I I, I definitely abused them, but I yeah. was never never addicted. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I was addicted. It's hard to tell when you do something every day whether you're addicted or not. Right. Well, I <laughs> uh, think one of the ways we tell is whether we have withdrawal if we don't use. And um, if it becomes a craving and is used just to keep the cravings away, not necessarily to get high. Yeah, I don't, then I don't think I was ever addicted. It was just, you know, definitely abuse and mm-hmm. the way of life at that point in time. And I, yeah, I did that. Of course, when I was playing baseball, I didn't, I didn't do it then because we had to take, um, uh, uh, drug test, so oh, clean, uh-huh. clean clean up before spring training, and wouldn't do it during the the season, but definitely in the off season, and then yeah, um, and did that up until my first marriage, and then just stopped. Yeah. Okay, I think this is a good place to stop for the first episode of your sharing. So I will cut it here and tell everybody to tune in next time because Mark will be back with us. Okay, look forward to it. Thank you. Thanks for joining me for this episode. It was produced by me, Brita Firm, and edited by Vaughn David. Our music is by Emmanuel Wilde. If you like what you heard, please leave a positive review and tell a friend. Also, tap subscribe and notifications so you won't miss a single episode. Remember, as you walk your reparenting path, you can take your time. You deserve all the love you want, and my love goes with you.